This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. Well, hello, Gary. Um, Last month, we spoke about economic forecasts for 2022. So let's cover a few of those topics today, starting with the Fed and then some of the recent economic news. My first question is, what can you tell us about the three nominations to the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve? Well, Paul, hopefully after uh, four, nearly 40 years of working at the Fed, I can tell you a little bit. Uh, when the when the Federal Reserve Board is full, uh, fully staffed, there are seven Federal Reserve Board governors, including the chair and vice chair. They are nominated by the president of the United States, and then they must be confirmed by the U.S. Senate before they join the Federal Reserve Board and become monetary policy and regulatory policy makers. Is it unusual to have several nominees like we have now? And can you tell us a little bit about each of them? Um, yes, it is unusual to have so many nominations at one time. You know, in addition, you have the two board members uh, who President Biden has nominated to be Fed chair and Fed vice chair. Uh, he's renominated Jay Powell to continue for another four years as Fed chair um, and nominated current Fed governor Lael Brainerd uh, to become the new vice chair. And then the vacancies, the three vacancies on the seven-member board, President Biden has nominated two well-qualified economics professors, uh, Lisa Cook from Michigan State University and and Philip Jefferson uh, from Davidson College uh, to join the board, assuming they're confirmed by the U.S. Senate. And President Biden has nominated Sarah Bloom Raskin, a former Fed governor and former state banking chief regulator uh, to be the new Fed vice chair for regulation. These are political nominations, so they do have to be approved by the Senate. Is that? Yes, that's right. Yes. And they all have to be approved by the Senate or confirmed by the Senate. Yes. And uh, is there any anticipated problem with that? Um, It's hard. It's hard to know. My quick read of it is that they're, you know, well, well qualified. It would be a very diverse board. It actually would probably be the first um, time the board had a majority of women as uh, Federal Reserve governors as well. Uh, let's change the subject. The recent jobs and unemployment numbers seem to be giving us a mixed message on the economy. Uh, what is your take on this? Yes, I agree. The uh, unemployment rate fell from 4.2% in November down to 3.9% in December. And that puts the unemployment rate in the ballpark for what the Fed policymakers actually considered as full employment at their December 21 projections on the economy. So that suggests the labor markets are tightening. And, you know, we see increases in wages, which are tending to confirm that tightening. Um, on the other hand, the, the payroll job numbers only increased by about 200,000 jobs in December, you know, well below what most forecasters were expecting. Uh, but that, you know, that's only a one month number and you've got COVID, you know, having an effect as well. But that's also, you know, 200,000 is well below the pace of jobs that were created last year when you know, there were 6.4 million payroll jobs added in 2021. That's the most um, by a long shot uh, ever, at least since the data have been collected. So, you know, obviously there's some weakness and disruptions in the economy as, you know, as a result of COVID, um, you know, Fed Chair Powell noted that the other <laughs> recently, and, you know, it can, COVID continues to weaken the economy, but, you know, full employment does suggest the Fed should start, you know, taking its monetary policy stimulus of low interest rates and its bond purchases away as the economy hits full employment 
especially with the inflation numbers that have been rising. Yeah, that was my next question. So (laughs) pretty good news on jobs, but not so good on inflation. Uh, What's your take on that? Yeah, inflation, of course, is we should think of that as the overall change in a basket of goods and services at the national level or price level. Um, and the CPI or consumer price index for all items in 2021 rose at about a 7% annual rate. That's, you know, that's fast considering that, you know, Fed hadn't been able to get the inflation rate up to their 2% goal for, for a number of years. And the latest personal consumption expenditure price index that the Fed is actually setting its goal for, you know, you know, is, is likely to come in well above that, you know, 2%, far above that 2% as well. So, you know, everyone's interested in those inflation forecasts and with COVID and supply chain disruptions, you know, pushing the inflation rate, uh, possibly, you know, looking at at the highest level we've seen in decades, you know, that, you know, raises lots of concerns about inflation continuing and, you know, what rate it's at now and and so forth. But, you know, I think labor markets are approaching full employment. That suggests policy tightening. Inflation is rising and well above the Fed's goal. That suggests policy tightening as well. Well, uh, I'll tell you one thing about inflation, it affects everybody. I mean, just fill your gas tank as an example. <laughs> I did last night and I noticed um, <laughs> noticed it. Yeah. Maybe we, need, not to. maybe we need bigger gas tanks and we'll just fill them up when inflation is low. <laughs> Gary, well, it's just an idea. Hey, Gary, I suppose when the uh, reserve policymakers, uh, Federal Reserve, meet in December, they didn't announce that they would begin reducing the monetary policy stimulus to the economy. Uh, That apparently was not a major surprise to economists. Am I correct? Yeah, no, I think economists were looking at, you know, what was going on with inflation, what was going on in the labor markets, particularly with the unemployment rate tightening. Um, And, you know, the Fed has two policy goals, full employment and a low and, you know, stable inflation rate of around 2% a year. And, um, you know, on, on both of those, you know, we're there, uh, you know, we're well above the inflation target. Uh, we're at full employment. Um, you know, so, you know, given that, it looks like, you know, the policymakers really do need to, um, you know, step up and start thinking about, and that's, you know, they talked about that in the in the notes from the uh, meeting, you know, that, that their December meeting, most of the policymakers were expecting that they would have probably two or three one-quarter percent short-term interest rate increases in 2022. But again, that was a month ago. And, the, you know, in the future, if labor markets continue to tighten and the inflation data continue to be far above that 2% goal, we might see earlier or larger rate increases by the Fed, you know, and they, as they need to remove that policy stimulus that with low interest rates that was necessary to get the economy out of the 2020 COVID recession, um, you know. So, you know, this is a policy that you know decision that they're they're thinking about and should be implementing as we go forward. Well, Gary, I think that's uh, all we have for today. And uh, thank you so much. And we'll look forward to our chat in a couple of weeks. Sounds good, Paul. Thank you. Take care. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance.